Hello, welcome to Story on the Spot. My name is Jim Heskett, and we're all trying to figure out if we can hear each other. Blovation Gitter Done the Third is Mr. Kevin Tumlinson. Yeah, boy, Mr. Nick Thacker. And over here, he chooses wait, violence. Wait Let's hope. What? Wait a minute. We. I think you can say Mr. Thacker's name in much better than you just said it. I, I was kind of hoping, hoping for that, actually. <laughs> Come right. on. Here we Come go. on, Jim. I choose violence and rounding us all out, the third member of the team. Is that what you were looking for? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Much better. I thought you took the easy way out the first time. I, yeah, I feel validated now. I was gonna have to hang up. <laughs> okay. Here's I, think, I, I think we should start opening every show with each of us just asking if the others can hear us. Just every show. And me cutting off Kevin with the uh, <laughs> with the intro was supposed to be funny, but I probably I, just think, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That's a win. At least bad I have now decided, left. though, I'm going to start my own uh, thriller-based improv show so that we have to change the uh, opening cards for this show, so that you're not we're no oh. longer the only. The first and only. I'll right change to. Then it would be the first and only good, good thriller name. fiction improv show. <laughs> I thought it was going to be too. with the second, the second best thriller improv. Second show. best thriller improv show. That's what we should do, and then make people find the the, the first best. <laughs> exactly Where's right. the first one? All right, welcome to Story on the Spot, everyone. This is the world's, at least this week, the world's first and only thriller fiction improv game show until uh, Kevin burns these bridges by starting his own competing thriller fiction. (laughs) It's probably coming soon, everybody. So So last week's winner was Mr. Kevin Tomlinson. And I I would hope for sure Nick won. (laughs) <laughs> I was hoping. Nick, I was hoping so. <laughs> Nick tried real hard, but he missed a round, so there wasn't uh, there wasn't a whole lot of hope there. All right. So if you're viewing, here's what you're going to do. Uh, I am going to display some story pitches for these guys, and it's a little distracting right now because Kevin and Nick both have ceiling fans that keep my eyes keep wanting to look over there. I'm, oh, I'm fine. I have you know epilepsy now. I have <laughs> epilepsy. I'm going to start seizing. Thanks, guys. So, viewer, you are going to watch each pitch, vote for which one you like by comment for each round, and then next week you can tune in to see the winner. So if you want to know how Kevin won, you can go back and watch last week's episode. The key was bloviating. (laughs) (laughs) And today's bonus word is bum-fuzzled. Being Mm. confused, perplexed, or flustered, or to cause confusion. So uh, bum-fuzzle bum fuzzled bum fuzzling bum fuzzlation these would all be acceptable versions of the word all right, all right. so all right here's what we're going to do this is round 1 and this is called eat yourself who can tell me which tv show that joke is stolen Parks from Parks and Rec Parks and Rec nice well done eat yourself <laughs> good job kevin good job kevin i knew i liked you i knew i liked I kevin it's not from uh, it's based on Parks and Rec. So I didn't based answer because the oh. question asked was what's trick it actually question. from. But it's, yeah, it was a trick I just question. want to say Ron Swanson is my spirit animal. 
You you both lose the game. I get a point for that. Okay, here is our first pitch. The Design Museum in London has featured a DIY meal kit containing steaks that could be grown from a diner's own human cells. Developers of the Alpha Steak envision that an individual will be able to harvest cells from their own cheek and feed them with serum derived from donated blood that has expired. After about three months, oh, R.A. is holding up a Ron Swanson Funko Pop. Nice. After about three months, the steaks would be fully grown. People think that eating oneself is cannibalism, which technically this is not, said Grace Smith, one of the designers. Wow. 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 So our first story, people can grow steaks from their own DNA and then eat themselves. So who would like to be the first to tackle this story and tackle this pitch and give us a story based on this? I, I will, I will take this on though. I am quite bumfuzzled uh, over the premise. Um, okay. So there is a uh, super secret organization out there that is, that is running the world uh, what they've discovered is uh, they don't have to take over the whole world all at once. They don't have to conquer people all at once. What they have to do is aggregate little victories a bit at a time. Uh, and they know that if they can you know, turn people into cannibals, uh, that uh, that will be a small victory toward their conquering of the world and enslaving the human race. So they have put a lot of money behind this program. Um, but in addition, it's also about refining uh, the human race, uh, homogenizing them so that we are easier to program and control. So uh, this is all about ultimately mind control, uh, culture control. It's all about actually reshaping humanity into what they want us to become. So this is a nefarious plot from a from a vicious, uh, uh, intelligent, all-powerful secret order uh, that is not bumfuzzled by uh, by the world. Ah, those guys sound like a bunch of jerks, Kevin. End of sentence. <laughs> Story pitch complete. Okay, Kevin, Nick, <laughs> you are both looking perplexed. I can go. I can go. So I think that Kevin is on the right track, but the problem is he's not looped in enough. He doesn't actually know what's because I've been eating my own cheek for a while. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he, he's aware that I actually eat my own cheek cells like all the time, as long as all the time, as long as you tongue cells. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the real the real story is that it's not just this shadowy Illuminati type organization that's pulling all the strings. Uh, the, if you go high enough, there's always one person. And in this case, the one person is a, a scout, an advanced scout from an alien race. Okay. And they have come to earth and their goal on all the planets that they conquer is to turn us all into a hive mind. Right? So, they dumb down television and they dumb down the media and they dumb down all the things, the books and everything that we have. And they're trying to get everyone as uh, as vapid as possible, just completely bum fuzzled by everything that pops into the in front of their eyes. 
And so what this scout is doing is he has uh, the lab making the meat with people's DNA, but what they're also doing is slipping alien DNA into it, right? And so the more that we eat of this alien DNA, the more that we become like them until uh, we reach a point where we're basically, you know, resistance is futile, right? And we can't defend ourselves and we can't stand up for ourselves. And it's at that point that the aliens will land and take over uh, the earth with zero fight. So that's what this is. All right. Thank you, R.A. McGee. I, 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 have, I have a new game for you to insert, Jim. And it's similar okay. to, we, we need a whole round robin approach to, to these. Like a one up. We can call it one up. So he just one upped my concept. Now, if Nick one ups his concept, then everyone can, everyone, I don't know how we determine the winner on that. Well, let, let's, let's workshop that. Okay, we'll take it under consideration. <laughs> well, All right, Nicholas, I've got good news, Kevin. My story is kind of like RA's story, but a little bit better. Because you see what's actually happening here Impossible. is a classic, classic Impossible. case of, uh, <laughs> there it is. Oh, yeah. Screenshot that. Uh, is a classic case <clears throat> of uh, advanced mutated prions getting into the bloodstream. Now, I know you're thinking, not another advanced mutated prion getting into the bloodstream story, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're talking about. Don't be bumfuzzled. We're going to get into it, okay? Here's the deal. Researcher at Alpha Stake Incorporated um, has, uh, has actually discovered that the human um, ancestry uh, has basically developed from, uh, has evolved from, from this, this prion mutating in uh, a previous iteration, you know, a previous hominid. Uh, way back 70,000 years ago, whatever. And so this prion took hold, mutated us into what we are today. Uh, and then through human ingenuity, um, you know, chemical uh, stuff, we were able to evolve that back out once the Homo sapien was completely finished, if you will. Um, he's unhappy with the way humanity has turned out and he's decided to fix it. And the only way to fix it, he says, is to completely reverse that human process. Um, we're dealing with overpopulation. We're dealing with all kinds of problems here. And so he's developed a way to re-inject this prion um, or to recreate this prion. And if he re-injects it into any human, that human becomes barren or any, any child they produce um, either will not survive. Or if it does, it'll be mutated with this new prion, thus spreading the gene, effectively reversing the Homo sapien process back to what we were before, 70,000 years ago. Now, in order to make this happen faster, He's started a company that will um, grow these steaks out of people, but that, you know, used blood that he's talking about. Um, I don't know if that raised a red flag for anyone else, pun intended, but uh, yeah, it's got that prion in there. And so you inject it with this prion and then you eat it, literally putting the prion in your body and beginning the process where you reverse humanity. Now you'll live, but your offspring won't. And if you, you know, any kind of a, um, uh, sexual transmission, that kind of thing will spread this prion. Um, so what we've got here is this awesome trilogy of books where the first one, we discover this, the second one, we realize the only people actually willing to do this are these crazy, like super, super out there, hippie liberal type people who even know that there's a design museum in London because no one else does. Um, and they're the only ones who would even like attempt this. And so book two becomes this battle between these super like liberal, crazy hippie people and these crazy white right wing um, 
uh, conservative people um, who are like, we're not going to ever eat ourselves. You guys are nuts. Uh, and then book three is a war between them when they realize that the human race is going to die. Um, and so that's basically how it all ends. Um, everyone's bum fuzzled wondering which side everyone else is on. And of course, Nick has to politicize, politicize cannibalism, just like always. Hey, I didn't politicize those two words. Politics did. Don't blame me, bitches. If there was one humanity thing... at stake. There you go. Nice. <laughs> nice. And um, I don't know what a prion is, but it sounds like something they try to upsell you when you buy a car, like undercoating. Ooh, it so. is. It's the the Toyota prion. Toyota prion. Great it's a folded protein. Economy. Yeah. It's a super dangerous folded protein that is it like can't be stopped. Nice. Uh, okay, so round two. This is Puff Pass. So the rules are someone is going to start with this pitch, take the story wherever you want, and then say pass and pick someone else to continue. And then the story ends right. just when it feels natural. So this is a little bit like one-upping. Uh, you know, feel free to one-up each a other little. all you like. Here's on, our pitch. Lisa. Okay. In a small town in Texas, a 10-year-old boy is the only one who knows about a coming foreign invasion and while you guys are thinking about that for a second let me remind everyone so we just finished our first round and like lisa badger did you can go in and uh vote you don't have to be as opinionated as lisa was on that one but you can still go in and vote uh Nick's right was now, too good like too well thought I'd, out too well i'd like well to plotted. point I out to that for something less, these, less good these guys couldn't have had their pitches without my pitch so i should win that round by default Kevin, Kevin, is claiming, Kevin is Shut claiming Kevin is claiming seed privilege. Yeah. Kevin walked so we could run. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Standing okay. on the shoulders I, of giants I, over here. I got All a right. pitch to start this thing off if we're if we're gonna we're gonna go with this thing. So uh a okay. very true, very true uh story in the world right now is the fact that uh Chinese companies, which is essentially the Chinese state is buying up land in Mexico and they're partnering with the cartels to bring them fentanyl in. And as a, as a, a kind of a bonus of their working relationship, they're starting to mass large, um, I don't want to say bases because that sounds that's wrong, but big buildings and stuff that are owned by the communist state down in, in Mexico. And so I think that our, our hero, the little 10-year-old, uh, is one of these kids who lives in, uh, 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 you know, right across the border from, from Juarez, right? And so he's just running and he's playing every day. He's, he's just a little kid. He's having fun. Well, one day he runs into a, uh, a, a warehouse and the warehouse is empty, but he's inquisitive. So he looks around and he looks around and he finds a, a trap door. And he opens the trap door and he drops into it and it's a tunnel back to the other side of Mexico. And Nick's going to tell you what happens in the tunnel. I can't hear anything. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I knew I should have went with Kevin. I knew I should have. Nick, I, I tried to go. Nick, Nick got his, go Nick. his prion scrambled. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin's going to tell us what happens when our hero dot jumps into the uh, the Mexican bound tunnel. Okay. So, like all uh, young Hold on. I don't Texas boys, what's happening? If you can hear me, mm -hmm. we can hear you, Nick. Can you hear us? 
All right. Like all uh, uh, young uh, Texas boys growing up uh, who live in uh, bum like puzzles, a replay of Egypt, last week. Son of a bitch. Hello. <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin. Okay. I muted Nick for you. <laughs> he stepped on my joke. Uh, we live in bumfuzzled Egypt. That was a joke. Okay, so uh, <laughs> anytime uh, he finds a secret passage, he's going to take it. Uh, so as he creeps along in this uh, tunnel, uh, and um, he's uh, kind of moving along, and he, of course, he hears up ahead some uh, some chatter, and it's um, it is uh, people ah, coyotes. Thank you. Uh, coyotes who are actually sneaking people and product uh, under the border. So uh, he hides out as best he can. Uh, and as they're, as they're passing, he has some passive knowledge of Spanish and he hears a few things, a few words, um, and kind of picks up on this notion that we are, a, we are about to suffer a Chinese invasion. <clears throat> so, um, uh, he rushes uh, after after the coyotes pass. He hangs out for a bit, and then he rushes out and finds the closest authority figure he can uh, to take this on. And it just has to be a bumbling sheriff who is uh, who's only in town, who's only elected because he used to be a police officer in a ma- major metro area, and now all he really wants to do is spend his days fishing. Uh, so it, here, here in uh, here in bumfuzzled Egypt. Uh, it is just, it is a nice, quiet, easy town. So he doesn't he doesn't think he has to do anything. And now he has to deal with, with this pending invasion. Uh, and that's where Nick and whatever helicopter he's in comes in. <laughs> Go ahead, take it away, Nick. Sky high. Jump. Yeah, I don't what even know what you're talking about. Right out there in bumfuzzled Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're in a helicopter. <laughs> There's a lot of, well, you won't let me turn my fan on. Can I turn my fan back on, damn it? That's all I want. The fan is quiet. The AC is not. So your choice, Jim. I'm not going to sit here and sweat for you. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so I guess the round's over. That's what she said. For you. <laughs> okay. Asshole. Killed your camera. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah, that reminds me. I made this new graphic after last week <laughs> uh, because it's a live show and I'm not able to bleep you guys out. So if this comes up because afterwards, you're not a professional. Uh, <laughs> if you were a professional, you'd figure out how to do it. Nick is straight out of Hawaii. Wow. wow. Straight out of Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess I guess we're done with that round. So let's move on right. <laughs> to our intermission. Does anyone have any breaking news or anything? I was kind of getting into that story week? too. I, oh, breaking news! Machine's gonna be good. It was gonna be one of one of Get Her Done's cousins <laughs> is the is the <laughs> sheriff in the helicopter. Yes. Well, um, I have some news for the show. Story on the spot now has a separate YouTube channel. Uh, before it was all. Uh, in one place, lumped in with my stuff, but now it's got its own separate YouTube channel. And so if you're interested in following the show on YouTube, then I will put a link in the show notes and a link on Facebook if you'd rather go watch it on YouTube. Anybody else? I got breaking uh, news. I I won round two, according to Lisa. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I see that comment there, but I don't know. 
What? Recount. All right. Okay. Uh, I see a okay. vote for me. It's the sympathy right. vote, you know? Corruption in this I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a sympathy vote. It's a vote. It's a I'm taking vote, this all you know? the way to the Supreme Court. It's like, you guys ever seen those videos where the basketball players are playing and then like the little kid with no leg comes out to play and they all just kind of like take it easy on him and they help him and they lift him up to score and stuff. That's why Lisa's voting for you. You're the, you're the kid with no leg. Man. She's <laughs> taking it easy on you. Ouch. I think we should go ahead and so, move on to our round three before I, you guys kill each other. Do I, do I get to announce my announcement thing or not? Do I get to get yeah, what about What about my book I just released two days ago? <laughs> I'll let Kevin announce mine. Go ahead. Nick well, had a book ahead. release two days ago. What was I had it? a book release. That's it. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> there we go. Go Google Nick Packer book release. Go yeah. find my book. Yeah. If, if last time's I'm, an indication, uh, you don't even remember the name, so – I, I don't know the name, actually. It's something to sword. No, the Napoleon. It's something Napoleonic. Um, go find it. It's on Amazon. I have a, uh, uh, a pre- there's a there is a promotion going on with me and a whole bunch of other authors uh, called 12 Books of Christmas. Uh, and you can find it at bit.ly bit.ly slash 12 books. Was it 12 books Christmas? Yes. 12 books Christmas. Bit.ly slash 12 books Christmas. Christmas. Okay. Okay. Christmas themed books. Okay. That's, and now that's all I wanted to say. Thanks, Kevin. I if didn't you give me around. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, Here is I'll our. Try to send you the link. Here is our thankfully final round of the day. This is round three, <laughs> and it's called Moose Liquor. Do not let moose lick your car. Say the flashing electronic signs along roads in Jasper, Alberta National Park, where park spokesman Steve Jones said, Moose are obsessed with salt. They usually get it from salt lakes in the park, but now they realize they can also get road salt that splashes onto cars. Mm. And so who would like to be the first to tackle this story? Well, I got something here. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you first, sir, please. Uh, okay, all right. So what this guy, um, Steve Jones, is a spokesperson. What he's, he's got information from his team that um, there's a lot of crime happening in, uh, in Jasper National Park because it's kind of off the beaten path. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously most American uh, agencies are focused on Mexico uh, being kind of the route drug runners take to get into the country. Well, drug runners have found that it's not really – uh, any more expensive necessarily to go on a boat all the way around, jump up to Canada and then come down through the North because it's just far less patrolled. Um, and so what they've realized is that um, moose have been stomping uh, all these drug runners uh, and keeping them out of the park, basically preventing them from getting into the United States. They, and they've been doing a really good job at it because they're realizing that the moose not only can smell the humans, um, but they can kind of sense that the humans are easy targets and the moose are kind of coming in um, like uh, like little like moosakazis and just like crushing over these drug running um, Mexicans from coming uh, south. And so they've sort of like tried to weaponize these moose um, as best they can, like by trying to kind of corral them into certain areas they know the drug runners are going to be at. Um, and it's this kind of weird secret like operation going on. Um, I mean, it's it's I'm, I'm explaining it to you guys and, and you're laughing like it's not even real. So it's almost unbelievable how they're able to do this with these moose, mooses, moose eye, um, mice. 
And, uh, and so it bum fuzzled them, but they figured out finally that the, 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 the mice that weren't able to, um, to, to, to be as effective, um, were sedated almost because they had had too much salt. Um, the salt kind of tends to make them feel sated and, and they just kind of lay down and, and, you know, watch the drug runners walk by them. Uh, and so they really want you to not uh, feed the moose, but they really want the moose to not come and like lick your car because there's salt all over it and it's going to sedate them and it's going to kill their weapons program, um, their weapons uh, moose defense faculty. I'm working on an acronym for that, but um, it'll have one before the end of the show. So Steve, spokesperson Steve has, uh, has, has not been given all this information. He's just told, hey, you need to have people stop licking the car because um, the drugs are getting into the United States. Thank you, Nick. All right, Kevin. Uh, One up that, guys. One up that. So um, anyone who's ever seen uh, the Christmas movie, a Christmas movie, knows that in extreme cold temperatures, licking metal makes your tongue stick to the metal. Uh, So what's actually happening here is there is this super secret organization that is trying to conquer Canada specifically uh, with an army of mutated moose. And what they are doing is luring moose to these cars so that their tongues will kind of suck to them so that they're easier to, to capture. Uh, <laughs> so they, uh, as, they, as the moose lick the cars, the tongues stick, along comes um, the, uh, the, the people trying to capture them. They uh, heat up the car a little and get the moose and mutate the moose, and now Canadians are faced with this army of mutated moose uh, storming down their, their city streets, um, taking people out left and right, uh, which is a bum-fuzzling thing to see uh, nice. in the Great North. Bum-fuzzling thing to see. I, I, I got to get those secret words in there as often as possible because apparently nobody's ever going to vote for me. <laughs> you just won last oh. week, man. <laughs> I know. This is how I won. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Reginald Applethwaite, McGee. Yes, sir. Bring us home. Story number yes, three. So um, what we have here is a tale that's literally thousands of years old. Um, moose are huge fans of salt, but no one really knows why they're huge fans of salt. And it's actually um, – a story that goes back to uh, the First Nations people in Canada, uh, the indigenous people that were there, uh, you know, back in the day. And uh, what happened was uh, there were two tribes uh, that were were warring with each other, right, as people were wont to do back in the day. And, you know, one tribe beat the other one. Well, the shaman for the victorious tribe he took pity on the other tribe and said that he didn't want to, you know, have his warriors wipe them out to extinction. So he put together a very complicated spell uh, with, with many, many pieces. And the, the binding agent was uh, the Northern lights, the Aurora Borealis. And so uh, he managed to turn all of the, uh, all of the opposing tribe uh, into moose, right? All the men, all the women, all the children into moose, right? And that's where moose came from. And uh, the only problem is, that, you know, because they're humans, you know, still deep down inside, their physio- physiology doesn't really work 
uh, the same way that your classic ruminant does with the multiple stomachs to get as much uh, nutrition out of the you know herbivore diet as they can. Uh, so they're always running low on electrolytes. And so that's why they, they're always constantly seeking out salt and they're seeking out salt and they're seeking out salt. And um, that's a trait that's only unique to the moose that are in that area of, of Canada uh, because they you know are descended from the original humans that were turned by the shaman. So that's what I think we're dealing with. Also, it's harder to export Gatorade up there due to uh, treaties. It's true, man. NAFTA doesn't let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> NAFTA said no more free-flowing Gatorade. That no. well is going right. to run dry. Right. The, the right. great Gatorade Accords of 2000 mm -hmm. uh, prevent mm -hmm. the import and export, mm -hmm. especially lime-flavored. <laughs> yeah, that's the awful flavor. So thank you for watching. Uh, you can still vote by comment, even if you're not watching live, even if you're watching the show uh, after the fact. And make sure you visit storyonthespot.live, you know, when you're lonely in between, because there's lots of fun stuff there. Uh, who has some parting words of wisdom for us today before we hit the end of broadcast button? I, I would just like to get some of Nick's pity votes since, um, <laughs> hey, look, Nick, Nick's doing mine. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. All right, everyone. Thanks All for watching. Right. Hey, you know what? Uh, next week's show would be on December 24th. So we're going to have a little chat after the show about what our plans for next week are. I'm not sure if we're going to be do a Christmas Eve show or not, but we will uh, look for something posted in the Facebook group with an update about what's going on next week. And we will see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>